Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. It's a post-Super Bowl edition. Ari Wasserman is here. And the only reason I think he's here is because Joe Burrow did not lead a touchdown drive at the end of the game. Because Ari, if he had, I think you probably would have been celebrating. I don't think you would have come back. No, yeah. If, if uh, the Bengals won 27-23, either, uh, I guess it wouldn't have happened in overtime. But if he would have... Let a touchdown drive there at the end. Uh, we would have been $3,000 richer. What? It was a combination of uh, squares because I had 7-3 mm-hmm. at the end in the fourth quarter. Um, it was a combination of money line bets. Um, the over didn't hit as a result of it. And uh, a lot of things went wrong. But I'm like the type of person that bets so many props. I didn't even know what I was rooting for um, half the time. <laughs> but I did get... Odell Beckham to score the first touchdown of the game at 12 to one, which was nice. nice. And then I had Cooper cup, anytime touchdowns, which I think is the easiest bet in the history of mankind. Yeah. He had um, a lot of touchdowns. And I, I don't know if we're going to get into a stars discussion on the show. I'm, I, I think we might, but uh, of course the fact that he was an unrated prospect is amusing yes. to me. Uh, unrated uh, Cooper cup and three star Aaron Donald. The, uh, the, yes. the most important people in this game. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's gambling, man. You know, and I had a bunch of, uh, money line plays on the Bengals to just win outright, and I had plus four and a half, and it would have been a disaster, you know, if the game would have gone to overtime and then the mm-hmm. Bengals would have lost by six. Uh, but we were really close. Everybody was having a good time. We were all drinking, and you know, everybody was watching the game, and I'm sitting there like crisscross applesauce on the end of the couch, just like begging for a touchdown, and like everybody was like, "What's going on with that guy?" I was a weird guy that was sweating in the in the corner. Um, were, but, were you screaming that the, that they handed to Samaj P. Ryan when like I I don't have a problem running on on third and one there I really don't because the the Rams have to defend yeah the the perimeter because if you if you complete anything you're in Evan McPherson's range essentially so I don't have a problem running the ball there but run it with Joe Mixon yeah what about the fourth down call you throw there <sighs> yes yes you the do timeout situation because the timeout situation and just because. I mean, it's so much can go wrong trying to run the ball with Aaron Donald on the field, and they're, they're, if they think you're they're gonna that you're gonna run, they're gonna put Ashawn Robinson in, and it's it, that's not good. Aaron yeah. Donald, by the way, I already thought he was the best player in the NFL, but that last drive, like the 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 tackle he made on P Ryan was unbelievable because the guard was still on him at the time. He just sort of reached <laughs> reached over and grabbed P Ryan. I was like, nope, I'm gonna take you and this other dude down. So who won the MVP of the game, Andy? I don't know. That's a great because I bet on Aaron Donald uh, at seven to one and fourteen to one. Oh, but I don't think I don't think that he won the MVP though. Like, he had a great final drive, but it's probably Cooper Cup. Cooper but, Cup, I'm assuming, is the one that yeah. got it because he scores the touchdowns, and that's how people vote. But yeah, um, Cooper I'm Cup always, is the MVP. Yeah, I am always uh, so amped. I love the Super Bowl. It's my favorite thing in the world, and gambling on it is an event that is just like nothing is like it. And like the amounts of weird bets that I bet that that the no team would score in the final two minutes of the first half. And I was sitting there screaming, you know, <laughs> when <laughs> Stafford threw a few shots downfield and it's just so much fun. But then it's just like we have to wake up tomorrow or Monday morning recording this Sunday night right after the Super Bowl. And like football's gone for a while. And that's always sad. sad. So it is sad. It's, um, and, and look, for, for you and I, it's not as bad because we get to go cover spring practice. We get to mm-hmm. watch some football and, and talk to some football people here between us. But it's a long time until like think about how long it's been since you and I were together for week zero of college football. 
And we fired Scott Frost after they lost to Illinois. Yeah, and he managed no, to keep man. his job. So good job. Good on you, Scott Frost, with the uh with the plus the, the weirdest plus minus ever in Big Ten play. But yeah, I it's so far away. I saw the commercials for the first Thursday night football guess because I guess it's moving to Amazon Prime. So the first NFL Thursday night football game is September 15th. That feels like another lifetime. Yeah, you know how it goes though. Summer comes, the beers start flowing, and the next thing you know, you're in my birthday's July 20th. We got media days and we're back oh, at it. Boy. So um, you know, it's uh what I, I really do enjoy doing the summer podcast though. Oh yeah, we're going to play we're gonna get a, a little of, wild in the a summer. A lot of games. Uh, you know, do random rankings, talk about cinnamon rolls and you know, college football and you know, I, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I thought our last show was like the best show we've done. Like I we thought got, that, that we was, had a lot of discussion generated out of what vehicle will you buy? And, and and it's funny because you and I had a long text discussion the next morning mm-hmm. and both of us are like, maybe you shouldn't get a car right now and just sort of wait this out until the, the supply chain stuff dies down. So I think I know what I'm going to get. Okay. All right. What are you going to get? I think I'm just going to buy a 2021 you gently used Jeep Grand Cherokee. Okay. And we some sure people think it's a terrible mistake because it's an American made car that has, uh, it's a Fiat now some pretty bad, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some people, you know what the thing about cars is some people buy a car and it's a lemon and they think it's the worst brand in the world. And then somebody will say, I got this car and I've ran it into the ground 350,000 miles right. and nothing bad happened. So it's kind of like a crapshoot. But I'm gonna buy a car for thirty-five grand or thirty grand, and to me, that's probably better than buying a depreciating asset for sixty-five or seventy right now. And it's I like some of those those trucks, you know, are are really nice. And I know that you were trying really, really hard to talk me yeah, into but getting those, a truck. Those hold their value. That that's the difference. That yeah, a, they're all depreciating just, assets, but some I, depreciate at a, a different rate than others. I know they say fake it till you make it, but I just you've met me. I'm, I just I don't think I could pull off a truck. Um, oh, you know, I think I, you could. <laughs> but, you know, I haven't made any decisions yet, but the Jeep Grand Cherokee just seems to be the most reasonable. It suits my needs. It's a four by four. You know, You're, you'll be ready for the first ice storm. So, yeah. Yeah. And then when I turn 40 in a few years. Uh, then maybe I'll reward myself with something really nice. That's what I did. That's that's what I did. I was very sensible, yeah. and then and then had my midlife crisis with. And like it's like if I right bought now. a Porsche Cayenne, people were making fun of me. But if I were to buy a Porsche Cayenne, that would just be the dumbest way to spend money right now. Like at, my, at this point in my when life, when you just told me kid, how much it would be, I was like, please don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> please yeah. It, don't it was. Do that. I, I had a a friend uh, that of my fiance's. Um, was going to give us trade-in value for a gently used one, and it would have been a screaming deal, but it still was a heck of a lot of money. It's and a lot it of just, money, right. It would, it would have been a really good deal for that vehicle, but yes. you put yourself let in, me, a, in a Let hole. me just put it this way. I'm not paying $30,000 for HD dashboard that I'll get bored of, you know, in a few years. So, yeah. you know, pray for me if I get this car that it lasts. Um, I will buy an extended warranty on it. It's a more sensible financial decision. And, you know, I talked with, you know, it's just like real life stuff that like I just didn't have to consider a few years ago. You know, like we have daycare coming up. We have this oh, yeah. nanny. You know, mm-hmm. this baby is is not going to be getting cheaper. 
you know, activities and all this stuff. And it's like, am I really going to sink an extra $30,000 so I look cool when I pull into a parking lot? She, like, she it's might, just not going to. There you go. Look, at you made a grown-up decision, Ari. I'm I did. so it's, proud. It's not fun, uh, but I made a grown-up decision. Um, <laughs> and then when I turn 40, if things are going well, and, you know, hopefully they will be, then maybe I'll do something nice for myself. I, I, this is, this is perfect. I love it. Cause yeah, she's, she, and she, you know, I don't know what you, what you guys plans are, but there may be a little, little brother or sister at some point. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, life's not getting cheaper from here. Exactly. Exactly. So good. I'm, I'm glad. See, I, we, we're helping people. I got, I, you know, got some pushback on the wing advice. They'd be like, I still like the drums. It shouldn't be that I hard did to eat a wing. I did I'm like, I did, you did the twist. twisty. Yes. Changed my life, dude. How did, oh, good, good. We got garlic Parmesan wings, and I'm like, Ooh. we have a bunch of drumsticks, and nice. I would have just like put, like honestly, if we never had that discussion, I just would have put in four or five drumsticks on my plate and just moved on with my life. The first thing I grabbed was a flat, and the first attempt at it, it worked, and I only ate flats at my Super Bowl party. Wait, it, it feels like, so for for people who grew up playing baseball, when you hit the ball in the sweet spot, or if you're you know, if you're a golfer, like if you just if you just hit a drive perfectly, that is what it feels like when you get all of the meat off in one shot on the wing twisty. But here's the one drawback that you didn't mention: mm. if the people around you aren't privy, and I was at a Super Bowl party with a bunch of my fiance's female friends. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, if they, people aren't aware of what's going it. on. They look at you like you're a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> like one of her friends was like, what did you just do? And I was just like, my wife I, has I, been married to me for 21 years. Almost. It'll be 21 years in July. And she still looks at me like I'm a psychopath when I eat wings. <laughs> She's like, I've never seen anybody clean off all the skin. Like, like it almost like I was embarrassed. It's like, I shouldn't be this good at eating. Yes, you should. And I, I'm <laughs> glad, I'm glad you added to your eating skill set because that's one of those things that, it's yes. If you're around your wife's friends, they're not going to be impressed by that. But if you're around a bunch of other dudes and, yeah. and they don't know it or they hadn't seen it before, they're going to be like, "Whoa!" But the other the other dudes were just like watching the game. The only <laughs> audience I had were were, were women. And, were the ladies, uh, and it was just another reason for Britt to shake her head before she goes to bed tonight. So and you're you like, know, and you're a, like, "Hey, I'm keeping one hand clean, ladies." Yeah. You know, it worked for me, and it, it is like what you said on the podcast. It is one of the best bites in food. It is. It's just because you get that nice crispy skin, you get a, a, a nice solid bite of juicy meat. The The problem with the drumette portion of the wing, it is a nice bite, but you can't get all of the meat that's on the drumette off at once. So you're, you're going to deal with probably two or three very small bites, whereas the flat, you can get that one perfect one. And I'm going to say something controversial. Go for it. Of all the wing flavors that you can get, I think like regular buffalo sauce is like at the bottom percentile. I don't think it's at the bottom percentile. I think it's really good. And and they're especially like if you're drinking and, and it's funny because I so for my random ranking in the Dear Andy column a few weeks ago, I did I ranked types of beer and there were a lot of people in the comments going, where's where's just regular beer? Well, there was a Pilsner and a lager on there, but you guys apparently don't read your cans. But when you are drinking like Bud Light or Coors Light or Bush Light or the, the kind of stuff that, that you either drank in college or you're, you're drinking it because you want to drink mass quantities of it, 
buffalo wings with you know buffalo sauce nothing better it is the perfect complement to that type of beer yeah we should rank maybe one one of our random rankings maybe next weekend we can do uh, wing flavor sauces yes and cuz i'm actually a rub person more than a sauce person uh, i think you can add rubs to the list yeah so i i like i have a salt and vinegar rub at home that i'll when i cook wings i'll put on there and it is fantastic. If you like salt and vinegar potato chips, you'd love this. And I don't know so, if this is going to be part of the random ranking, but I'm just going to say it now. Go for it. Um, I think Buffalo Wild Wings' food is just fair, but I will say that their Asian Zing sauce is delicious. And I've bought the bottles, you know, because you can get the bottles. Yeah. And I've put them on the on the uh, on the wings that we've made at home. It's delicious. Well, that is where I got the idea for the salt and vinegar rub because they do it there. As far as sauces go, the one I like that actually keeps me from eating too much is the mango habanero because it is legitimately hot and you eat enough of that, it will it will curb your appetite. You won't eat too many wings. And that is an issue for me because I will sort of go in. Uh, my personal record, Ari, which I, did, I could not touch right now. I couldn't, I don't even think I could get within half but I did 75 one time. That's a lot. We, it was So my wife was in grad school, and one of the other guys in her class, there, it was an all-you-can-eat wing night at a, at a place in Gainesville called Gators Dockside. And we all went. It was, you know, there were probably like 10 people. And it was me and then all these, these PA school students. And this guy is like an ex-bartender. Like, he, he liked to eat too. And we just kind of kept ordering, kept ordering. And eventually we realized we're the only two people still eating and everybody's looking at us. And we got, got to 75. And I think we just stopped because people had to go home. Like, I don't, well, I, all I know is he and I and, and my wife and a couple other people then walked across the parking lot to Cold Stone Creamery. And I got a large in a waffle bowl and ate that too. And then I ran five miles on the treadmill. What the same day? All this is all the same night. That's like harder than the Iron Man. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Nothing is. I don't know how a human no way, being could run. I've, five I've miles run after one that. marathon, and the and the marathon is only the third part of the Iron Man. So I guarantee you, it's not as hard as that. But it's it's it was it was difficult. But I couldn't do it now. There's no way I could do it now. But if I get going on the wings, I will just keep eating them. We'll be right back after these words. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know what's like such a kick in the groin? That like eating low carb and eating chicken is like the perfect way to eat if you eat it with a vegetable or a rice and you eat less. Like, yes. But chicken well, you shouldn't wings, be eating the rice if you're going low carb. You should Yeah, do, no, no, I know. I'm just like yeah, a low like, carb like your wings low and your carb broccoli. or a yeah. healthy diet would consist of a bunch of protein, yeah. a small portion of rice and but chicken wings for whatever reason are terrible for you. 
Well, they're not, it's not for whatever reason, they're fattier and that's why they're so good. Like you could do boneless, skinless chicken, like a bodybuilder. Why is there a single food that just tastes delicious like that? That's just not terrible for you. No, like it, there's a physiological reason that it tastes so great. Our bodies are made to crave the things that can sustain us for the longest. So think about this, think about this in the grand scheme of things, we're really not that far from living in caves and only eating whatever it, whatever it is we could go out and, and kill that didn't kill us first. And so our bodies So you're going to explain the reason why this sick joke of an existence of ours... Our bodies crave every, fat. Yes. The only thing that is... That's, the that's only thing fat that, tastes so damn good. I don't know if it's like this is the same for everybody, but everything that I crave and want to do is going to kill me. Yes. Exactly. So, like, that's why I envy these people. Like, when I go on vacation with Britt, mm-hmm. if we go to dinner and we don't eat very well, we get desserts or whatever, like, she'll wake up after two days at a nice vacation. You know, we, we ate well, we drank by the pool, by the ocean, beautiful room, beautiful suite. And she'll roll over in the morning and she'll look at me and go, God, I cannot wait to work out. But see, that, some, that's how I am. Like, no I don't know how, how people, badly I eat. I want to work out. I will. I would rather work out every day. But she craves doing things that are beneficial to her, and like I envy that. Like I don't have any any cravings that like I don't like crave doing things that are going to help me. Like the things that are going to help me are like a, are like a. Oh, see, I, I get in. A, I, I'm in a terrible mood if I don't work out. Like it ruins my day. Like you like actively look forward to it. Yes. The best part yeah. of my day is when I leave the gym because it's the longest amount of time until I have to do that again. Well, you've got to find workouts that work for you. You got to find something that, that's fun for you. I used to hate running. Now I really like running. And I think that's that's just because I'm older, I've got kids now, and the idea of a period of time, like an hour where nobody bugs me about anything is like paradise. It's just bliss. Yeah, but I just like that like laying on my back with my shirt off See, uh, looking at CarMax.com. I can't do that. I can't, like, I used to be able to sit and watch TV. Like, I was a big channel surfer back in the day. I can't do that now. If, if I don't know what show I'm watching, I don't turn the TV on. But now it's impossible to not know what show you're watching. Well, no, but There's like so we decided, many options. We decided yeah. we're gonna we're gonna start the new season of Ozark tonight. I'm just giving an example here, but that that's what you're gonna do. I don't just turn on the TV aimlessly and go, well, what 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 do you have here? I just don't do that anymore. Yeah, like I turn the TV on aimlessly and end up at a place, and like if I can't find something, I'll just like watch Seinfeld or something. See, I don't do that anymore. Like I I don't watch Seinfeld. My kids got into the office and got into Parks and Rec, and every once in a while, I'd sit and watch an episode with them. But I just, I can't, like, I need to, I need to f- be focused and, and I just can't sit around anymore. And, and I don't know, like, I need to have, it, like, the sooner I get my workout in, the sooner everything else can start for me. My wife, like, my wife gets mad at me. She's like, you're obsessed. You, you're, it's just as bad. So I think, I don't know, maybe it is my, my food obsession has just been moved to an exercise. Well, I think that's a healthier, sustainable lifestyle. Like I, like I envy it. I wish that like I woke up and I was like, God, I'm crazy. Like Britt was like, I'm craving a salad. I'm like, what? I have craved salad because I really like salads. I like vegetables, but I also eat some unhealthy salads. So 
Yeah, I, I mean, can make not, a salad thing, extremely I I, unhealthy. I don't understand the point of eating an unhealthy salad. I don't get the I, point of it. Like, if you're going to smash food, then smash food. Like, what? There's no. What did Walter White say? No half measures. Uh, I, actually, Mike Ehrman Trout said it, but yes. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mike Ehrmantraut, one of the most underrated television characters of all time. Oh, he's fantastic. And by so. the way, I don't know if you know this, but I just finished season five of Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. It is awesome. Oh, it's like, fantastic. It, I've the been the watching first it since two day seasons. One. The first two seasons are a pill. It takes a minute, but once you get going, like I, I think they're releasing the final season this year. I cannot wait to watch that. Oh, it's going to be great because Bob Odenkirk's fantastic. Ray Seahorn's awesome. And of course, you get more Mike Ehrman Trout. So, how can you not love that? They should just do a nacho spinoff. I, I would, I would watch. I, it. I could stay forever in the Breaking Bad world if they, if there, I could not he get was, enough of it. He was also good. That actor was also very good on a uh, a show called Orphan Black, where he played like the kind of shiftless ex boyfriend of the main character. So, it this is, but yeah, I so this is this is what I do though, like because. Like when Better Call Saul comes out, I, that will be appointment viewing for me. But the, it won't be, you know. I guess I'm I'm not discovering much new. Like I did try to watch the real the sexy realtor show that you like, but it didn't take it for me. Nah. Well, it's not. I don't watch it because the realtors are sexy. I watch it because the properties are sexy. Like, <laughs> I I'm know, like, but I mean, like honestly, like that entire show. It's like, oh, why does Ari? Why would Ari rather live in Oklahoma? I mean, uh, L.A. than Oklahoma? Just watch that show for an hour. But see, that's what it, if I do surf the internet aimlessly, it's I'm on Zillow. Zillow, yeah. So but it's like sometimes you, at, they they like walk into these houses, and they're in the Hollywood Hills, and the entire back door of the house, or the entire back wall of the house kicks out. You've got an infinity pool, and you're looking at the Malibu canyons or whatever on one side, and the ocean on the other, and it's just like, yeah, dude, I'd much rather live in Norman. Well, you you know where I get my Zillow alerts are coming from now, though, because you put me onto a show, Bozeman, Montana. Oh, are you still watching it? I, I'm I'm through season four. Now I'm I, I've got to go back to eighteen eighty three and pick up the rest of that. It uh it, it kills off the rails real quick. Um, oh, it, there's a lot. Well, of, there's a lot of awesome. It's, it's 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 so dumb. Like there are so many random murders, but it's amazing. Yeah, and it's Yellowstone at times is really hard to follow too. There's a, like a lot happening, and you know, to me, I just think it's like really pretty to look at too. So that helps. But there's a lot of new good, new good shows. Uh, well, we're I, watching. I, speaking of Yellowstone, I ran into uh, Brent Vegan, the Montana State coach, at the coaches' convention, and he was talking about how Beth Dutton in season four says there's only three things the news is good for: uh, the weather, the crop yeah. report, and who are the Bobcats playing. <laughs> yeah, I was like that's awesome. <laughs> how is that not a recruiting graphic? It would. It, I, I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is now. They also have a dude in the draft who's insane. Troy Anderson. He was the the best linebacker in the FCS this year. Who was he, he? Was their quarterback as a sophomore? Like, it's crazy. Man, this podcast is really off the rails, huh? We we are off the rails. Hey, we're talking about the draft though, and we're talking about okay. We're talking about FCS yeah. football. So, yeah, that's that's all right. There there is a college football question I have for you, Ari, because I have mm-hmm. not talked to you since Auburn decided to keep Brian Harson. And sure. Aaron Suttles and I hashed out all the situation and all that. I, I want to move past that and kind of move probably like Brian Harson very much wants to move forward. I would like to move forward with this. What does Brian Harson do now? Like, how does he pitch recruits on coming to Auburn after all this? Yeah, I mean, I don't, it just seems like it's just going to be, a, it's like a year of delaying the inevitable at this point. 
It's like even though they they brought him back, like I guess he gets to collect a salary for a year, but it's like I would be shocked if he were the head coach heading into the following year. So I, like, I, I don't would know. Too, I mean, I mean, because I don't know what the number is. I don't know if there's a magic number of wins that that you would give him a shot. You know, if he won eight games, if he won nine games, do you, do you give him a shot at another year? But I just look. I look at the way they recruited this past year, and that's. That's not going to work when you play well, your whole Georgia, premise Alabama, was, A&M every year. LSU. Your whole premise was that the reason why he was in this position was recruiting, right? And that's, I think so. I, I, I think – now, you never get anybody to admit this, but you look at what happened. Look at the timing of everything. So they have the, the second signing day. Nobody signs. He goes on vacation like every coach in America goes on vacation after that. That's when they start dropping all the stuff. That's when they start leaking all the stuff. As soon as he gets out of town. Now, my guess is they looked at the situation and they're like, this doesn't work long term because this guy's not going to be able to recruit the kind of roster he needs to win. But the way they went about it was just, I mean, as shady as shady gets. The thing that is interesting to me is, and I don't know if this is intentional, obviously it's not, the administration created an environment um, that is impossible to succeed at in recruiting, mm-hmm. and the entire situation was created because he was having a hard time recruiting. So it's like you create the situation, you put him in that position, he's in Mexico wherever he was, yep. on vacation, you create this media shit show. We're writing about it. Everyone's you, you talking about it. You create a self-fulfilling prophecy, essentially. Yeah. What you, so what you've done, basically, is is any hope that he could turn it around in year two, you kneecapped him. So well, like now, it's just like, what's he supposed to do? You know what I mean? And, and, and then some, he's going to somebody, fail somebody as a result me, of it. Somebody called me from who had worked at a different school, who had been through not a similar situation, because I don't, I don't think you're going to find a lot of similar situations to what happened at Auburn last week, but a, a situation where they felt like they got railroaded. And one of the things that this person said to me that they're like, just watch, because Harson has to hire an offensive coordinator. They're not going to give him any money to do that. So I, now I don't know if he'd pick anybody good anyway. The, the first choice was someone who... But also, you know, if, not, you're, if you're really good, do you want to go to a place that you might know you're going to lose no. your job in a year? No, you're not. The only, the only, and the only way to get somebody halfway decent in this situation is money whip them, is, is give them a fortune... And give them a three-year deal so they know they're they're essentially getting a big buyout once the the inevitable happens. I, I'd be curious to know what they're what they're willing to even pay for somebody. My guess yeah. is he's pretty pretty handcuffed on that one too. Yeah, and then you put yourself in a position where, you know, it's just like you have to root against yourself to be able to move on. It's like what's the point? You should have just cut the cord, paid the buyout, and moved on. And yeah. like also too, the thing that is always interesting to me is like if you're an Auburn fan. It's like, okay, you can root for Harson. You know, you want to root for your team, you win as many games as you want. But the thing that I find most difficult would be how do you root for a administration that is incompetent at times? Right. And and, and now, it's like that look, doesn't give you a good feeling about the future. You know, there's a new president coming in. If if everything we've heard is to be believed, there will be a new athletic director. So possibly maybe the the administration gets more competent, but I don't know. I I I think you kind of want to root for Brian Harson. That's what Aaron Suttles and I were talking about Friday. Like the way he's been treated and, and everything that's happened to him, like you kind of wanted to stick it in their eye. 
I, I don't know that he's going to be able to. It's a completely but. separate situation. But it kind of reminds me of Harbaugh a little bit. Not, not, not that dissimilar. It's certainly... I mean, they gave him enough Harbaugh enough money to retool his staff. Right. And they gave him a shot to come back. And like the, I, I'm assuming that people at Michigan were rooting for him. Right. But Michigan used all of its leverage that it had to cut his pay and to, yeah. to make that situation and then Harbaugh not comes that back attractive to him. Yeah. And he has a season that I'm not necessarily sure that he'll be able to duplicate anytime soon. And I was almost hoping he would go to the NFL just as a sign of just like, you don't mess with someone's money, you know, I think like, that's I, what he was hoping too. you know, and I, and I think that was going to get the opportunity, you know, and now he has to come back and say that was a one-time thing and all that stuff. And he's in Michigan for the long haul. Cause what else is somebody in his position going to say? You got to get recruits. Yeah. But like, I actually, you know, people view me as a Michigan hater because I've spewed my opinions, but like they achieved what I always thought they could. And like, right. I thought it was really cool that they did that while Harbaugh did something that was incomprehensible, which is return for less money. And maybe he did so because he had nowhere to go, you know? So it's like, I don't know. Like I, I've, I've patted him on the back a ton for being the person that has always been above money. But like of all the coaches that we've write about and talk about, I think it's fair to say that Jim Harbaugh is probably the least financially oriented person that there is in this job. Right. He, One he, of them. he looks at it differently than, than most of the coaches. And that's why I don't worry as much about him in this situation because yes, he, he is entering a situation where everybody who recruits against him is go see, he tried to go to the NFL. He doesn't want to be there. Blah, 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 blah. But at this point, even if you're a recruit and you're still relatively new to the, the whole universe of, of college football like you know Jim Harbaugh is a different cat so you've kind of made your peace with that if you're really considering Michigan anyway so I don't I don't think that is going to hurt him as much as people think but I also too think it's just like cool to see somebody thrive shortly after their employer didn't treat them that great I, I agree I agree and look now Given the situation, the way it played out, though, I don't think I would like. I'm pretty sure Michigan did give him the the extended or you know the the new deal and and more money. And I think I would have pulled that off the table if I were Michigan. I'm just all for everybody using their leverage. But are they even? They're even right. now. Yeah, I think they are. Michigan cut his salary. He looked around. Everyone's happy. They're they're returning back. Right. And, his leverage uh, is gone again, and and that's fine. Let's yeah. Let's just everybody move on. The Harson thing was different because there was dirty tricks involved, and it wasn't just well, you're not really winning much, and you only have one year left on your contract. That's what the Harbaugh situation was. The the Harson situation was we realized we messed up, but instead of doing the right thing and honoring your contract by just writing you a check, we're going to do this where we leak all this stuff. We, we have an investigation. All these salacious rumors suddenly appear on various message boards. Like everybody knows what you were doing there. Yeah. I um, am just kind of like, I just like, I don't know what it would be like to be that person because you have no choice to, but to return. But then like, 
who would want to work for somebody who clearly is kneecapping you? Well, and you also have to try to succeed for people who will then be rewarded based on your success if you succeed. Yeah. I mean, we, we've seen that at Auburn before when Tommy Tuberville, they, they went to try to find his replacement. They went to try to hire Bobby Petrino. The next year, Tommy Tuberville went 13-0. and He won the SEC. Like... And I and and you know, look, everybody knew what happened in Jetgate, but the Auburn administration, I'm sure, enjoyed that year and you know got a lot out of that year. Yeah, I, you know, it's like I have like really mixed feelings about this because also if you're making the amount of money that they're making, it's like really hard to feel bad. Like it's, you can it, feel bad, but it's I just feel like bad this for is a Harson's dirty family game. more than I feel bad for Carson yeah. himself because yes, he is paid handsomely for this, but his family members didn't sign up for any of this. Five million dollars in a, in a year is a lot to endure that week for Brian Harson. Yeah, no, I mean their family too, but you know, they're, they're, they're whoever's in Brian Harson's family can get a Porsche Cayenne and not a Jeep. <laughs> I, I, that's true, but that does. I, I, I read a meme I don't, somewhere I don't that says the amount of money though that's going to make you feel better if someone is trashing your name or someone you love's name untruthfully. Like I, I don't think there's amount of, an amount of money that makes that better. I take five million. You can say what you want about me on Twitter. <laughs> I read a meme once that we said are, we already say everything we want to say yeah, about you on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, though. That's yeah. the and problem. Listen, I, I've read it all. I've, I mean, I've been called overweight by an Ohio State assistant before on Twitter. I will say I read this meme though once that said um, money can't buy happiness, but I'd rather cry in a Porsche. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, look, listen, if you're Scrooge McDucking Porsche. your way through Porsche, I, I wasn't going to do it. I already, I did it once. And yeah. I'm not I just like, I just like everybody says Porsche and it just sounds better to me. I don't know. If you're Scrooge McDucking your way through a vault, then a lot of that stuff doesn't get to you. I, I got you. But I still think the way that week went down, the way everything happened last week, you know, you want some vindication for those people. Let and me I don't, ask you this. I don't think Brian Harson is going to be able to get vindication with his record or his recruiting over the next nine months. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Let me ask you this, Andy. I take... Fiji water, cold, fresh Fiji water. Okay. I put it into a bathtub, a normal size bathtub that you would find in a hotel room. Not a okay. not a big tub, but just a regular just a standard bathtub. Porcelain bathtub. I fill it up. The bathtub's clean. It's just fresh water. Mm-hmm. I take a speck of sand uh-huh. and I drop it into the bathtub. Okay. I swirl the water around so the sand doesn't go to the bottom of the tub and just sit at the bottom of the tub. I take a glass as the water is swirling. I scoop this Fiji water into this clean cup and I put it on the table with you blindfolded. Mm-hmm. And I said, Andy, you have to drink this glass. And if you drink this glass and the speck of sand is not in this glass, I'll give you a million dollars in cash. Mm-hmm. But if you ingest the speck of sand, mm-hmm. you die instantly. Mm. Do you drink the cup? We've had this discussion before. We have? Well, not this, but what amount would you do this for? 
A million's too low now. There's a lot of inflation right now, Ari. Okay, how about a better If number? I'm going to die, no, I'm not doing I'm Let not me, doing it. You're right. That was a dumb amount of money. How about Brian Harson's salary for one 5 year? million. Do I get 5 million a year for the rest of my life? No, you get 5 million dollars in cash. One year of his pain and suffering. But I might die. If you yeah, I mean if you if you get the sand. Mm. I think I'd probably take that one. Okay, so you would be willing to risk your life. Everyone has a price for the million-dollar man. That's exactly You're saying, right. I don't know if there's enough money in this world that could justify the pain and suffering but, of no, somebody no, no. dragging my you're, name through the mud, no, and you it, would risk your life. No, it's not dragging my name through the mud. That's where you're. That's where you're missing the point. It's dragging someone I love's name through the mud. I don't care about me. You say whatever you want about me. It's the other people. Like there's no amount of money you could give me that's going to set that's going to make me okay with that. So if the speck of sand scenario killed is somebody the same, else, killed somebody else, you don't. I do absolutely it? wouldn't do it. No. Okay, I was trying. To, I was trying to get you. I was just trying to get you to be like, you're right. Five million is a lot of money. <laughs> it is a lot of money. I was just. Gonna, I just wanted you to resign your factors. Just like if it's I just a looked huge at Brit amount and I of said, money. You're exactly Brit, right. And and look, should should those people worry about what some random dipstick on the internet thinks? No, they shouldn't. But especially because those random dipsticks that tweeted us all the time are just wrong and dumb a lot of the times. <laughs> Not you, uh, if you're listening, but the person no, that has no avatar listen, with our, 19 let numbers at yes, the end the, of it. The egg it, avatar, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, that looks like their phone number. No, you listeners are the smartest, best-looking people in America. We know this. Oh yeah, way better. Don't, than we me. don't doubt this for a second. But no, and, and that's my that's my thing. I know it shouldn't matter, but I will say that I think Brian Harson's probably a more patient person than I am, because I, I would have been really, really pissed. Like I would have been wanting to hurt somebody. If somebody gave me the sand scenario for five million bucks, I'm like, give me the glass. If it, what if your wife was the? I think we would agree that I should drink it. Yeah, <laughs> she she would. She'd agree. be like, get that money, bud. I'm not. I'm not going to give you the Sophie's choice. I'm not. I'm not taking this down that dark a path. You know. We, no. No. We're done you with that. know that you found the right woman when you come up with these scenarios and like I play this game. Like we'll be eating dinner just on a Tuesday night after a long day. <laughs> I got a really good one. Do you want to hear another one, or is this yes, not good for the do podcast? It, do, it, do it. Go for it. Go for okay. it. Okay. This one. I. This one was good. And I don't know if I made this up or if I read it somewhere, but I've been asking people this for a few years. You get. An unlimited amount of money. Like you, you, you can spend and spend and spend. You will never run out. Yes. But there is a turtle. And this turtle has a starting point. And you don't know where that starting point is. And this turtle, no matter where you are or where you move to or where you travel to, this turtle will automatically change directions and head toward you. It is okay. programmed to find you and to come near you. Yes. So if it starts in Kansas and you're in New York, it heads northeast. Okay. If you fly to Seattle, it changes it its progress and, and goes to okay. the. Okay. And if this turtle gets within 20 yards of you, you die. Mm-hmm. You don't know where it starts. Yep. You can't. If you fly overseas, the turtle will find a way onto a ship and come to you. There's no <laughs> this escaping this turtle. turtle. Is this, yeah, a, yeah. is this a ninja turtle? It, it's a regular, tr- it moves slowly, but it would be like efficient. Pizza? 
I don't know if you Google this, but how fast does would it take for a turtle to walk from LA to New York would be fascinating. But would It'd you take the money? Time. Yes. If you get on the interstate, YOLO, baby. And you drive, mm-hmm. you don't know whether you're getting away from the turtle. You don't know if you're gonna drive past the turtle. <laughs> I'll take and my your chances entire with the turtle, life, baby. Your entire life, you need to wonder every time you go to bed at night. Is this going to be in the eight hours of me sleeping? Is this turtle going to get within 20 yards of me? Would you do that mind? Could you imagine the, the, the turmoil your mind would be in? I if have you took unlimited that money. I can be in the air on my private jet pretty frequently. I understand that. Turtle ain't getting within 20 yards of me there. But I know, but you don't know where you're landing. If you're in New York <laughs> and the turtle might lands be in right there. <laughs> yeah, you don't know where it is. You don't know where it's turtle at LaGuardia. It's like there's no tracking device. You don't know. You'd be like, you you think you're flying away to run away from it, but you could be flying right into its into its path. You don't know. That is one fantastic turtle. I'm just saying. I'll take the money. Think up. You take all the money, and then you have to think. I I will take my chances with my. It would drive you mad. You would you would never be able to get over the idea that every single time you're at a dinner table, this turtle could be in the restaurant walking towards you. It would only drive you mad unless you make your peace with that you're going to die someday and you can't control it, which, oh, by the way, same deal if you don't get all the money in the world. So I'll take my chances with the turtle because okay, it's really the same What about one of your family thing. members? What about them? I'm going to die. Like, No, no, I'm saying what if, it, what if it was within 20 yards of a family member? It's not killing them. It's killing me. No, you no. It kills they're me. On the t- they're, well, we, we, like, we changed... The speck of sand to you or a loved one. What if we took it to a loved one? Then I wouldn't do it. Okay, so your family first. I, Britt's going on the chopping block. Like we're, we're unlimited wealth. <laughs> no, I no. It's, it, I don't want to be in in charge of somebody else's. Yeah, well, I know, but it's, I I know it's bad Britt well enough. That somebody to, put you know. Well, my wife's the responsible party, but there's two tiny humans that you know I have to be in charge of now. It's bad enough that I that that someone gave me that responsibility. I don't want to be responsible for the life yeah. or death of someone. But if it's for me. But you're all on a team. You, you guys share finances. You're on a team. Absolutely. Yeah, but, so I, I know what Britt would want. Well, I just want her around. So I don't want to risk her. So yeah, I know. I, I, I want, there's no matter. I want Britt that. around. You know, I know you're so sweet. But if it's me. Yeah. Well, she wants you around too. Loves to be blind. Tro- yeah, I know. But, you know. Blind Think about trust. how awesome she your life do, would be. Ari, she can do so much better anyway. So I know, like, same with Britt. But <laughs> I just want to know, like, Britt, would you rather live the next 20 years, like, living the yacht life, or would you rather live 60 together without much money? Well, I, she's I don't still going to be living the yacht life when you're gone. <laughs> that's the, what, once like, that turtle the, gets yeah, you. Yeah, let's now, just, how does the turtle kill? Like, is this an alligator snapping turtle no, that just, kills you by a, biting you in a place no, that's no, very no, it's uncomfortable? It's just a or? painless and sudden death. It's just like, like a little box the Joe, turtle that as soon as it hits the force field, you just boom, The drop. second it gets within 20 yards of you, you'll become Joe Pesci in, in uh, Casino. Oh, I'm in. Give me the turtle. The lights just go out. Give me the, the money. The give me the money and the turtle. Let's go. Yeah, I got a lot of them. I got a lot of these. So stay We're tuned. We're going to do, Okay. <laughs> There's still some stuff to talk about as we sure. clean up the the remnants of the of the football season, but we are going to sometime in the next month have a, a, a an episode of this show that is just those questions from you. I got to start so writing them down because I write go down blank your sometimes. best ones, 
and we're going to figure out because I, I, I'm fascinated by these. Like, I loved your one where you asked me if I if you gave me ten million dollars, would I would I go you know, cross the Alabama border and never cross it again and stay in the state of Alabama for, for the rest of my life? And I said, absolutely. I would yeah, there's that. coastline there. Yes, 100 percent. I would do that. <laughs> so I love these questions. These are fascinating to me. Your mind is a, a labyrinth that I really would like There's to, something to try going to on explore. Up there. I yes. should see somebody, I think. Nope. I think you should just work it out right here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I uh some of them are really gross too, so I'll try to keep I'll try to I'll, I'll keep the the we'll just keep it PG thirteen. PG thirteen is fine. It's yeah. fine. But yes, give me the money, give me the turtle. I'm not afraid of you, Michelangelo. I don't know if it just says something about me, but like I feel like I would do literally anything for that kind of money, I, short of killing somebody. I, I think everything you've said since you've been on this show and the the time the not, not I'm this learning episode, a lot about myself. You called me a snob the other day on Twitter, and I think you're right. Oh, I, I think you're very money centric, but I am curious if that is changing as you are. You know, because you are now a dad, your priorities might change. Things might change for you. I can cer- I, I was certainly different after that. So I'm like money centric. The- I'm money centric when it comes to having a discussion about a sum that would change the way I live. Well, you you aspire to live a certain way. There's a certain level of luxury that you aspire to. Yes, and I think you like. I like nice things. But you have a, a very defined idea in your head of what luxurious living would be, and that is your idea of perfection. That is Selling what sunset. you will, yeah. Yes, that is what you would like to attain ultimately. So yeah, but I also am rational rational enough to know that life is more important than achieving those things. And like my family, my daughter, and the house that I live in is more than enough for me to die a happy man. Um, I just don't want to live in a world where but you take I, a you take a Bentley flying spur in the garage if if that was available yeah to yeah you. like I mean like if, if somebody wanted to drop off a Rolls Royce Phantom you know I wouldn't but like I also understand too that you know to acquire one of those cars or to have one of those cars you have to have a certain type of money that uh, is going to take quite a bit for me I got to sell a children's book I think or something but. You need to sell. You never know how you can make money in ten years, books, but you never know. I, I I personally can't wait because you need the the children's book of questions where where you ask little children, little Johnny. You have an option. You can have all the money in the world, but there's a turtle chasing you around <laughs> that's gonna kill you. Could you imagine? What do like, you do? The second my daughter is old enough to comprehend the stakes of that, like asking her that when she's like five. You'd have to spend it all in the therapy until the turtle showed up. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing my best to av- to avoid putting her in a situation where she's going to need therapy, and like maybe that means I should go see somebody first before she starts thinking just, rationally. Just, just let me be your therapist, Ari. That, yeah, I, no, you're I really good at that's that. The most, that's the most entertaining form. So we we promise Ari's day of questions is coming. This is going to be great. I, I'm terrified of what I might answer, but it's going to be amazing. We'll talk to you later.